Rebuking an illness. That's what Jesus did. Let's talk about it on today's Renew Network podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're at the midway point of the week, and we celebrate God's hand at work in our lives each and every day. Uh, When we hit Wednesday, it kind of gives us uh, a moment to pause and come up for air and and look forward to the weekend. We know we're in the home stretch now. Um, We're continuing on and we'll complete our study in Luke chapter 4 today. Um, yesterday's encounter had Jesus teaching in the synagogue and powerfully rebuking uh, a demon that had possessed uh, a man. And uh, in that moment, uh, Jesus uh, took up his spiritual authority and um, did this powerful thing in the uh, presence of many who were there listening while he was teaching. And uh, Luke tells us that the people in the crowd were amazed. Uh, Jesus had the power over these spirits. And uh, when he spoke, they left. Praise God. And that power is still alive today. Uh, We're moving on. And today's uh, scripture will be uh, Luke 4, 38 through 44. And once again, we see Jesus having some powerful encounters uh, where healing comes to the lives of people who have been either sick or uh, who have been um, harassed by demons. And um, then we see Jesus uh, teach a little bit about his purpose. And so uh, looking forward to today's study. And as always, uh, before we get into the Word, let's go before the throne. Heavenly Father, we love you today. I thank you so much for my friends who are joining uh, into our study time today. And Lord, um, we come because we're hungry. And we come because we're needy. We come because uh, you're uh, the only answer that makes any sense in this life. And, uh, Lord, we know that uh, you are trustworthy, your word is true, and we come, Lord, because we're thirsty, our hearts are thirsty. Um, The world's answers have fallen short, Uh, the world's answers disappoint, uh, and they're meant to, uh, because uh, when the world's ways disappoint us, it sets us out on a search for uh, truth, and you are truest truth, O God. And when we find you, we find everything we've been looking for. And we give you thanks, Jesus, that you really are the answer to our heart's greatest longing and desire. Uh, Fill us today, Lord, with your presence. And uh, we pray that your spirit would teach us something new, uh, that we would leave this time of study with a new nugget to hold on to and and to uh, apply in our lives. And we ask that uh, you would just uh, have your way in uh, our lives, Lord, that you would uh, lead and guide us as you would have us go. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Luke chapter 4, starting in uh, verse 38. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. We can presume Peter. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sicknesses, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. 
Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to other towns also, because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. What a beautiful passage and a great way to uh, round out uh, Luke chapter 4. This is a chapter where we see Jesus uh, being very active in his ministry. We see at the beginning of the chapter, John and Jesus both in, uh, inaugurate their public ministries. And now we see Jesus really getting into the stuff. <laughs> I love what I learned about uh, John Wimber, the founder of the the Vineyard Movement many years ago. And part of his witness was uh, in reading the book of Acts, uh, he wondered why in the modern church at the time, uh, we didn't see any of the stuff, <laughs> the healings and the powerful movement of the Holy Spirit. And I think many of us wonder uh, today, where's the stuff? Where's the, where's the mighty move of God's hand through the Spirit in the church today? Where are we seeing evidences of healing of, of people who have been uh, harassed by demons or uh, oppressed, being set free and having testimony of, of God's mighty work in their lives? Where's the stuff? And that's what I love about uh, Luke's gospel is we see Jesus doing the stuff that we would expect that Jesus would be doing. Uh, He's contending with uh, spirits. He's setting people who are sick free, uh, restoring their bodies, restoring their full dignity as uh, human beings. And I love uh, when we see Jesus uh, engaged and using his full authority as very God of very gods. And um, in this passage, we see the same. Uh, I love what he does with uh, Peter's mother-in-law. He comes in and she's sick and uh, obviously uh, she's probably feeling terrible that she can't uh, be up and visiting and helping. And so uh, Jesus goes in and what he does is very interesting. Uh, He bends over her and he rebukes the fever. And uh, Luke says it left her. And she hopped up and uh, resumed uh, her normal activities, which I find is just a fascinating uh, healing. Now, fever is something that you just ride out, and over time you're going to feel better. And in our culture, you take some Tylenols or some Advils, and you just sort of settle in and and rest up. But uh, in their culture, they didn't have the luxury of those kinds of medicines to kind of help bring relief. And, uh, and, and a fever could be very dangerous to the body. And so Jesus healed her in that moment. He rebuked the fever. Now, <clears throat> I'm careful about what I uh, promote as far as what the Bible teaches by way of a sweeping um, sort of an approach to illness and healing. I think it is fine for us, following Jesus' example, uh, to rebuke illnesses uh, to not let the illness have the final say. Um, and in faith, I think we move forward, and, and it's just fine for us to do what we see Jesus doing. If you're not feeling well, you say, I rebuke this spirit of illness, I rebuke this, uh, this sickness, and uh, we trust that it's in God's hands at that point. Um, uh, sometimes people 
acknowledge being healed in the instant uh, that something like that happens. Uh, and sometimes uh, it takes uh, a while. Uh, why God heals uh, in certain ways for some people and then in, in other ways we don't see the healing come as quickly or uh, maybe the healing someone's longing for and desperately praying for doesn't come. Um, in God's economy, we have to trust those things to his mighty hand and his supernatural um, uh, judgment. And uh, in God's economy, his prerogative in healing and restoring is uh, entirely up to him. Uh, but we trust that he's capable. And to his word and to his ways, when we express that we trust in his mighty power, we see God move. Um, God cannot heal us and he cannot bring relief to the things that we're suffering from and he cannot um, set us free from bondage if we don't trust that he has the power to do so. So often I think when we express uh, a biblical uh, faith perspective to things like illness and the desire to be healed, we're simply aligning our wills with God in such a way that says, God, if you should will to make me well, I believe that you can. Um, and we accept that the healing may or may not come. Um, I do not think it's it's right to um, question a sincere believer's, a sincere professing Christian's faith when a healing they pray for doesn't come. In fact, I think that's spiritually abusive. Uh, we don't know why some people get healed and some people don't. God knows. And we have to trust all of those things into his uh, hands and trust his will. Um, we move on in the chat in this section of the chapter, and, and we see that after um, this experience at Peter's mother-in-law's house, uh, or Peter's house, um, then many people bring their sick family and friends to Jesus, and he laid hands on them and he healed them. And then, uh, in some of these cases, as people were being being healed, demons were uh, being um, uh, removed from them. And on the way out, a lot of these demons are saying, you're the son of God. (laughs) And Jesus says, no, don't speak. Don't speak. I bind you from speaking because they knew his true identity. He was the Messiah. Uh, They were from the supernatural realms and they know the truth. And it wasn't Jesus' time yet. He was very mindful of the timing of the the revelation of his true identity. And uh, it's powerful. As he's healing bodies, he's also healing spirits and uh, setting people free from bondage. And that's so beautiful to see. And then it says, at daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. He's tired. Uh, Jesus was fully human and fully divine, and he's pouring himself out, and he's being used of God. And and if you've been in that place in ministry, you know how exhausting that can be, and he's tired. So he goes away to a solitary place. He's got to regroup. He's praying. He's seeking the Father. Uh, He's getting his heart re-energized. And then it says the people were looking for him, and they went to where he was, and they tried to keep him from leaving. But Jesus had a strong sense of... Uh, his mission and purpose. And he says to them, I must keep doing what I'm here to do. And that is to proclaim the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God to other towns. Also, Jesus was on mission. He was on point uh, because that is why he was sent as he says. And Luke says in faithfulness to his calling, he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. 
This is an encouraging teaching, and I think we would do well to follow Jesus' example. Um, I think many times we are not um, connected to a sense of true purpose. We don't really know what God is calling us to do, and we lack that sense of guiding purpose. And um, uh, I think it's something that each of us as believers should pray into and say, Lord, show me. Uh, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? Father, I want to be faithful to you, and uh, I want to use what you've given me for kingdom purposes. And uh, I think if we align our will in that way and we submit ourselves to the Lord, uh, he will reveal that purpose in his time and in his way. So, my friends, God bless. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday. Um, always a blessing to share a part of the day with you. I pray that as you go about the rest of the things on your plate today, the Lord would bless you and you would see your life having impact for the kingdom. Thanks for listening. We'll get caught up again tomorrow.